Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Outgrow's Marketer of the Month. I'm your host, Dr. Saksham Sharda. I'm the creative director at Outgrow.co. And for this month, we're going to be interviewing Maya Mufarik, who's a growth CMO consultant at MarketingCube.co. Thanks for joining us, Maya. Thank you for inviting me. So Maya, we're going to start with a rapid fire round just to break the ice. You get three passes. In case you don't want to answer the question, you can just say pass. But try to keep your answers to one word or one sentence only, okay? All right. So the first one is, at what age do you want to retire? As soon as possible. (laughs) How long does it take you to get ready in the mornings? 45 minutes. Most embarrassing moment of your life? Um, Shaking hand with a celebrity. I didn't know their name. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite color? Purple. What time of day are you most inspired? In the morning. How many hours of sleep can you survive on? Seven. Fill in the blank, an upcoming marketing trend is blank. Gosh, should have one. Um, <laughs> okay, that'll be a pass. We can always pass it. Meaningful, me- meaningful marketing. Okay. The city in which the best kiss of your life happened. Gosh, that's very personal. Um, <laughs> you can pass. Modern. <laughs> Okay, pick one, Mark Zuckerberg or Jack Dorsey. Neither. <laughs> Brian That's Ch- a third pass. The big- Brian, Brian, Ch- <laughs> Brian Chesky. <laughs> the biggest mistake of your career. Uh, being very impatient. How do you relax? Cooking. How many cups of coffee do you drink per day? For the last three weeks, none. A habit of yours that you hate? My need for speed. Not in the car. The most, v- <laughs> <laughs> the most, the most valuable skill you've learned in life? Um, thank you and please are very underrated, underrated words. Mm-hmm. And the last question is your favorite Netflix show? Um... Gosh, I don't know if it was on Netflix, but any kind of tech documentary. I don't think it was on Netflix, but, you know, the, the flashes, <laughs> okay. the things like that. All right. Well, that's the end of the rapid fire round. There were a couple of passes, but that's OK. Let's move on to the long form questions. Uh, the first one is so you can start by telling us a bit about yourself and your current current portfolio in your career. Um, sure. Um, so. You know, I'm a marketing operator. Um, I partner with tech founders and their executive teams to define and implement their um, business growth path um, as what I call a full stack CMO. So really anything from, you know, um, awareness to retention. Uh, My work is anchored in customer insights, data, brand and marketing. Um, And so I founded a a growth consultancy uh, marketing cube that you mentioned earlier. Um, Before that, I worked at Google, American Express, and not on the high street. Um, And in my last in-house role, I was digitizing the UK healthcare industry at Pharmacy2U, 
by bringing uh, repeat prescriptions uh, management online. It's very much a mission-driven business. It was saving the NHS, the UK um, health service, about 15% in medication costs, and it's an £8 billion cost line. Uh, and in my tenure, we started delivering growth rates equivalent to opening an offline pharmacy every two um, and a half days. So there was really a you know, strong adoption. Um, today, I run a portfolio career uh, that uh, includes angel investing and board advisory um, on top of the growth consulting work um, that we talked about. So what would be the connecting, the main connecting thread, according to you, in this diverse range of things that you've done? Yeah, working with startups, really working with fast growth businesses, um, tech led businesses, um, you know, kind of using technology to, um, you know, for the for the good, I guess. So then would you think that the CMO role uh, should be limited to leading marketing strategy or should they also oversee sales and product, enterprise-wide innovation, distribution channel management, and mission-critical partnerships as per the organization's needs? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a very wide element. That would be a very big job if someone had to do all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, in organizations with no direct sales team, for example, D2C business, the CMO is by default the chief revenue officer, right? And so in organization with a direct sales team, um, like a B2B or something like that, um, CMOs are core partners to the CRO. So they are revenue accountable and tie in their activities to revenue impact, whether it be short term or longer term. So with that, marketing is really a contributing commercial department in my mind. Um, and there are, you know, especially if they really set up growth engines um, um, as opposed to, you know, how it can be perceived in places as a cost center. So when it comes to product, I do believe it's a separate um, kind of partner in the organization to marketing. But there's obviously super close partnership opportunities, especially when it comes to product-led growth, activation, retention. And then finally, maybe to pick up on, on one more in your list, you know, um, innovation in my mind comes from anywhere and it's not limited to any specific department in the organization. And so and if innovation becomes almost a DNA of, of an organization as a whole and everyone contributes in that direction. So growth has been the core of your work for a long time now. Can you define what the growth focused teams mean? Can you define that for our audience? Of course. Um, I mean, firstly, it's important to call out that growth is really a company focus and strategy beyond having great team focused on it. Um, and it doesn't exclusively sit with marketing product or sales for this matter. It requires cross-functional alignment and focus and a clear set of must-win battles and metrics at company level for all departments to align with. Um, all, you know, um, obviously, you know, we know how core growth is to startups, but hopefully it starts painting this kind of picture how it's a corporate level thing. Um, growth teams, right? And maybe a little history about growth teams is that um, in, in recent years, the idea of hiring a growth marketer within startup has become increasingly popular. But originally, you know, um, the growth model was born at Facebook, where they created a growth team made of engineers, product managers, designers, data scientists, and marketers who all participated in the decisions around strategy, tactics, experimentation, uh, priorities um, to grow, um, engage, and retain a user base. So it really covers this cross section of a company, um, connecting engineers, business operators, and user experience teams. 
And really that independence played a clear, you know, a key role um, in this growth entity because they were empowered and trusted to follow their hypotheses. They were given space to test um, different solutions or experiment. And this really led to this increased innovation and agility, giving the team more opportunity to take risk, analyze results and optimize effectively. So that's really the foundation of what a growth team um, is. Uh, and it, it's really kind of what it was, um, um, how it was born out of Facebook. But too often, unfortunately, people now think, you know, I'll hire a growth marketer and that will sort it. It's, you know, it's, it's a good step, but it's definitely cross-functional um, piece of work. So where do you think the entire trend of hiring growth marketers is headed? Are we going to see more of this or is it on a decline? How is the recession going to impact this? What do you think? What yeah. is the What does the future hold? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, a high quality growth marketer who actually you know retains a base grows a base right and 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 can deliver to those commercial obligation will always be in demand um then i think you know it's a mix of the business opportunity at hand and they will be naturally with any recession all of the more frivolous places where we spend our money that will be hit just by the natural behavior of a customer um and then and then another side will be just you know are is that growth marketer able to um you know stay on top of uh you know of of doing those experiments right and is is that an industry in which there is an opportunity to grow at a given point so i don't know that i don't think that growth marketers are going anywhere but i'm hoping that um, startups are really starting to properly understand that it's just one piece of the puzzle um, and really to make it work it needs to be um, organized at um, at corporate level right growth is a corporate strategy not a um, the role of a growth marketer dot so speaking of your own corporate experience do you recall your first experiences managing and leading teams what were some of your key learnings from that time um. My first experience leading a team actually was cross-functional, so not direct line management. I needed to influence regionally or cross-functionally to deliver my project um, at Google uh, or at American Express for that uh, matter. Um, this was a wonderful ability, you know, opportunity to build my leadership skill, influencing skills, stakeholder management skills, and overall coaching skills because you don't really, you know, nor should we ever have any kind of direct control on people, but it's not a direct reporting line. So you really need to be leading from influencing and coaching um, and collaborating. Um, all of the skills really, I think, really helped with then um, direct people management because they're, you know, all of the skills are important to be a, um, uh, you know, a good direct line manager. Um, I'm also lucky, I guess, to have had a lot of great um, line managers myself and learned a lot from their styles, from their way of operating, how they used to behave with me. Um, and then maybe the main learning has been that despite the old adage, right, treat others how you'd like to be treated, that really does not apply to line management in my mind. Um, um, it is actually, you know, the way you direct, uh, you know, you do direct line management is actually closer to the way you engage with your customers in my mind. You need to understand their mindset, you know, what matters to them, their ambitions um, and, you know, how they would like to be supported and how they would like to receive that support. Um, so that I think was my, my biggest learning um, through my people management experiences. And so it's been almost 15 years of experience working for companies such as Google and American Express. So in what ways did that, all these experiences that you've talked about, help you launch your own growth consultancy? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, basically, they were my playground, right? They were my, my learning playground, all of those different places that were 
growing fast for many of them, like um, Cisco and Google, um, or not on the high street. And so my time spent in the tech industry, right, as well as working with startups or scale-ups, exposed me to many founders, you know, uh, product teams and, and different business challenges. Um, it also allowed me to polish my product marketing skills, my understanding of what it takes um, to find product market fit, acquiring your first 100 customers, um, or scaling your customer base and operations. Um, also, I, it allowed me to witness, you know, um, wonderful brands being worn, shaped, matured. So really, it's armed with all of experiences um, that, you know, I now support um, that kind of, you know, I now packed that to support new ventures um, and founders on their journeys of solving important problems and, and you know, solving for meaningful um, problems um, in the world. Um, so that's, you know, they were, they were really my, my training ground um, to package all of that from, you know, early stage businesses to later stage businesses and, and bring it now to new founders. So to what extent do you think like having a playing field like that is important for any founder or growth marketer or someone who wants to lead their own business? Like having an experience in the industry, is that important? And to what extent? Because a lot of people nowadays just believe they should just start their own thing, but they have no idea about the industry. So what would you say about that? I think there's two angles to it, right? I mean, um, startups are their own little machines, right? And if you had an opportunity to to work um, at a pretty well-run one, you will learn a lot of things about how to handle certain situations, some best practices, and that's absolutely invaluable. And anyone who usually, you know, any kind of side hustle people who go like, oh, I'm going to start my own business. I'm like, yeah, I mean, there's no reason why you won't succeed in a lot well, but if you have an opportunity to work within a startup, I think it's invaluable. To your industry question, um, you know, arguably the reason Pharmacy to You, which is an online um, business that um, two of my colleagues and, and myself were working on, um, arguably it was a success because we were non-pharmacists. We were consumer people. We were technology people that really applied those best practices to an industry that hadn't been disrupted in a long time. And, you know, there's not that many maybe pharmacists who really look at it in this, you know, um, technology consumer um, angle to it. So there is, um, in other cases, right, someone might be coming, I don't know, from the construction industry or, you know, some kind of real estate or something like that. And and they have seen the inefficiencies, opportunities that tech could provide those industries and, and anchored with this very heavy experience in those industries, they can actually bring technology and others to the table. So I think you kind of need to have both. Um, but it just depends, you know, how complex is the, you know, is the industrial challenge and understanding you need to have of the industry to be able to disrupt it, right? I mean, a pharmacy, yes, has a lot of um, very important um, um, medical and, you know, a clinical compliance element that needs to be put in place. Uh, but beyond that, you're still talking to consumers about a delivery, a physical good that lands on their on their doorstep. And as much as it's a you know, life-enhancing, life-saving kind of product that you're delivering, and you have to take that into consideration. Um, you know, we felt that actually the, the consumer experience and the tech experience is, is what was going to help us succeed, and um, we've been proven right in that sense. So having had the successful growth marketing consultancy story, what are some of the things you see startups getting wrong and right as they scale their businesses? Yeah, 
I mean, it's it's a you know it's it's a wide topic, but some core elements that come often, um, and when people actually get those right, that's where the magic happens, as um, as the industry tends to call it. Um, not truly knowing their target audience, um, and what I mean by that is often there's product, um, there's founder product fit, if you like, in the sense they're solving a problem they've experienced, but they're still you know a focus group of one, right? It's their personal experience, and so sometimes they become. Um, they think they know their audience more than they do. And so really understanding the audience, um, their context, uh, what truly are they trying to accomplish, what anxieties they might have about trying a new solution. Um, uh, and that can make it hard to engage with your audience um, if you're not um, going to really leverage that and, and deliver a message that truly resonates with them and also focus your product development in that, in that direction. Um, another one is really trying to be clever with that messaging and like under maximizing for comprehension in the copy. Um, and often uh, they're both, they're building something new that really needs to be clearly explained um, and not some like, you know, fun play of, on words or other things like that. Um, also being clear about their positioning, right? Positioning is a strategic exercise that defines where your product and service fits in the marketplace, as well as the, the customer um, lives and minds, right? Um, so, and also how is it distinguished from the other um, solutions? And really being able to articulate that very clearly uh, and making sure that it resonates with what you know about your audience now becomes um, important. Some people unfortunately confuse this with brand purpose sometimes. Um, and brand purpose is really about you know, it's a sentence that go, you know, we exist because, right? We exist because statement. And that's a statement of your venture's positive impact on the ecosystem, but it doesn't specifically positions you in the marketplace, in the customer mind, etc. It just says the, the good you want to do in the world, right? Um, and, um, you know, positioning um, is different. It's all about now you can do X and like Y right statement that's that's very much at the core of expressing um a position and it's much more pragmatic and anchored in the benefit statement to your audience um the very final one i guess coming back to this growth team and cross-functional um, work is is you know is really getting a strong alignment on the venture level right corporate level objectives and how the cross-functional teams contribute towards those and how they um, operate as a growth team and not separate departments to able to deliver to those um, ambitions. Um, so kind of spanning a wide both organizational aspect of, of, those, of those teams, but also a lot of it at the end starts with your customer um, and, and anchors in the difference you're going to make um, for them. Mm -hmm. All right, so the last question is actually of a speaking of personal questions, a personal kind, which is, uh, what would you be doing if not all this in your Traveling. life right now? Traveling. <laughs> Traveling. <Yes. laughs> okay. So that's what a growth CMO consultant secretly wants to do, travel. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay, well, that was the last question. So thanks everyone for joining us for this month's episode of Outgrows Market of the Month. That was Maya Mufak, who is a growth CMO consultant at marketingcube.co. Check out their website for more details and we'll see you once again next month with another episode.